It's study time, y'all. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your coach, Sky Matsuhashi. Let's get you learning and taking action. I am really stoked about today's podcast episode because as you might know, I am a numbers guy. I grew up on math. I was a math teacher. I just absolutely love math. So today I'm hitting the seven uh, critical statistics and the numbers behind them. But here's the thing. This episode, when you're listening to it, it's going to be super math heavy. Tons of numbers being thrown at you. If you are maybe not following along with the show notes, it might be tough to really try to remember all of this stuff, right? Because I'm just going to be talking about CBET and throwing out percentages, VPIP percentages, ROI, and talking about different numbers, right? So it, it might be tough to follow along. So for this episode, I've got two things for you. The first is you have to go to the show notes page and follow along with the written words there, or with the text as you listen, and it's smartpokerstudy.com slash pod351. So go there for sure. And now the second thing I have for you, it's a special video. So um, this episode, like I said, math-centric, math-heavy. The show notes page is really long with well over a 1,000, almost 2,000 words in the show notes page. I made a special video there that shows you how, with this episode's show notes page, how to turn uh, all that text in the show notes into your poker journal notes for this episode. I show you how to copy and paste it all into Word, what you should be thinking about when you're deleting, keeping the most important information there, adding action steps based on what you're hearing and what you're reading. So I show you how to condense the show notes page into actual, actionable uh, poker journal entries for yourself that you can study again in the future. And at the same time, you can use it to take action with the ideas that I'm discussing in this episode. So once again, you've got to go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod three, five, one. And just to outline them right here, the seven uh, critical statistics I'm about to talk about big blind per 100 hands, win rate return on investment, number of hands played, VPIP, PFR, or preflop raise, 3-bet, and C-bet. So seven stats, and these are all the most useful ones. Of course, six of those use them against your opponents, and you can use them to analyze your own game. But that return on investment ROI, especially for you tournament players, this is going to help you analyze your own win rates and how well you're doing at the tables. All right, without further ado, let's do this. Gambate! What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? Alrighty, so why are HUD stats important? I'll keep the answer to this super simple. Uh, it's basically statistics tell us how often our opponents make an action. If we know how often they do something, we can find ways to exploit that frequency. For example, if somebody 3-bets from the small blind at 12%, we know they're bluffing more than 60% of the time. But how do we know this? Well, it is math that gives us this answer. At 12%, they're three betting 158 combos, and that's stuff like pocket eights are better, uh, 10 nine suited, ace nine suited are better, ace 10 off suit, king 10 suited are better, and king jack off suit or better. You can see there's tons of junk here. This 12% range of 158 combos, it really only contains 62 combos of value hands, which are like pocket tens are better and ace queen are better. And some of those are even a little questionable, ace queen and ace queen suited. 
could be value, might not be. Uh, so a 12% three betters, 158 combos. If it only contains 62 combos of value, that means that 96 combos are likely folding to a four bet. And 96 out of 158 means they're folding or bluffing, really, uh, 61% of the time. And if they're folding all of these bluffs, then our four bet to 25 big blinds is about break even versus a 10 big blind three bet. And we're printing money. If they three bet to 11 or 12 big blinds, uh, because they're folding just way too often versus our 25 big blind four bet. And all of that is great to know. And it really just comes from the simple math. Every time they three bet us, we should be considering a four bet as a bluff. This works very well if we open from the button and works extremely well if we're cold four betting from the big blind versus their small blind three bet and a wide preflop openers range. You can see how powerful it is to understand our opponent's frequencies here. So let's get into seven important HUD and report statistics. I'll discuss four aspects of each of these stats. The four I'll be discussing are the stat description, the formula, I'll actually put the number into perspective for you to help you understand a little bit, and I'll cover how to exploit the number that the stat gives us. The first stat I want to talk about is our big blinds per 100 hands win rate. So for a description... And this is a stat for cash players mainly. You can use it in MTTs as well, but cash players are where it really comes into focus. And for the cash players, the win rate, the the big blind per 100 hands win rate is how we measure our profits in big blinds in relation to the number of hands played. And the formula for the stat, this is the total money won in terms of big blinds as the numerator. The denominator of this equation is the number of hands played divided by 100. So basically, you're taking your winnings divided by the number of hundreds of hands played. For example, we won $100 at 25NL over 10,000 hands. This is 400 big blinds total won, and we did it after 100 sets of 100 hands played. So our win rate is 400 divided by 100, or 4 big blinds per 100 hands played. And let's put this number in perspective. And it's actually a pretty respectable number for big blinds per 100 hands. What if instead of playing 10,000 hands, we played 1 million hands? This would be $10,000 profit at 4 big blinds per 100 hands. If we only played 100 hands, we'd be up $1 or just 4 big blinds. Of course, the more you play, the more money you win. So how do we exploit this uh, this win rate of ours? Knowing our win rate gives us an idea of how much we can make in the long run, but it also gives us something to shoot for. Let's say through some focused work on fixing some of our leaks, maybe at one hour per day over the course of a year, we can bring our win rate up to five big blinds per 100 hands. If it took us a year to reach the one million hands, our winnings at this new level of five big blinds per 100 hands would be 25% more at, uh, or the total would be $12,500. Pretty good. And what if we could play an additional 200,000 hands in the year? So we'd be at 1.2 million instead of just the 1 million. And with a five big blind win rate, that would equate to 15,000 in winnings. So you can see how increasing our win rate and the number of hands played can have a serious effect on our bottom line. By increasing both, we went from 10 grand to 15 grand in the course of a year. 50% more. And speaking of the bottom line, the bottom line here is you can't improve what you don't measure. Start tracking your win rate now and work on ways of increasing it to get more out of your time on the felt. The next stat I want to talk about is ROI, or return on investment. And for you tourney players out there, 
Your ROI is how you track your profitability per tournament played. And of course, uh, this is for sit and goes and MTT players. The formula for this stat, it's the net money won. So the prize money minus the buy-ins that you paid. And you take that number divided by the total buy-ins. For example, let's say you bought into $100 in tournaments, like maybe $10, $10 tournaments, and your total winnings were $120. So your net winnings were $20 divided by your total buy-ins of $100, which gives you a 20% ROI. And let's put this number in perspective. A 20% ROI isn't bad. And if you can do this in the long run, great. Let's say you buy into $10,000 of tournaments within a year. If your ROI remains 20%, then you'll win $2,000 for the year. But what if you work your butt off and buy into $50,000 in tournaments? This would be a $10,000 profit at the same 20% ROI. But what if you go buck wild and played in $300,000 worth of tournaments? Of course, you know the answer. This would be $60,000 profit, and it would be just as much as if you were working a good corporate job full-time for the man. And how can we exploit this? Just like increasing your win rate, bringing your ROI up to 25 or 30%, it is really tough to do, but if you do that, it equals more money won. So it's your job to work hard to increase your ROI. You want to find softer tourneys, improve your game, get into the money more often, and make more final tables. And I know I just said it. It is easier said than done. So what are you waiting for? Get cracking. Alrighty, so I got some statistical-related shout-outs today. My smart HUD for Poker Tracker 4 is the exact thing that all of you online players need to exploit your opponents to the max with all of the statistics I'm talking about today, as well as plenty of others in the HUD itself with 16 elements and then the seven custom pop-ups. So I've got to thank Todd Penny, Bruno Standers, Jester Taguba, Andy Fisher, Andrew Townend, Chris Morrow, Eskik Barisa, Ringler, Jacob, Blackie Cookie, David Hogan, Cyril Victor, Robert Moore, Jared Hirsch, and David Jackaway, all for purchasing my Smart HUD directly from me. They went to smartpokerstudy.com slash smarthud. They've heard me talk about it a billion times on the podcast in my various videos. They know it's the HUD that they need. It's the best in the business. So once again, smartpokerstudy.com slash smarthud. And I'll eventually be giving you a shout out as well. And once again, thanks to everybody who made the purchase this past week. The next stat is the number of hands. And you'll find this kind of stat in your HUD or in the reports as well. This is simply the number of hands you've played with a given opponent. And the formula for the stat, well, there's no formula. It's just the number of hands played against the opponent. But let's put that number into perspective. And this is the important part. Let's say you play two hours with Susie. You'll get a good feel for how Susie plays, and you'll accumulate maybe 150 hands in the two hours if you're playing online. Okay, so 150 hands is a decent feel, but it's just one session, and who knows how Susie may have deviated or stayed true to her normal game. But what if you played with Susie for two hours on three consecutive days? You'd have a much better understanding of her play, and you will have seen it across 450 or maybe 500 hands. We'll just go with that number, 500. And that's great. It's a pretty good understanding, I think. But what if the next week you did the exact same? Three more days at two hours per day would give you an additional 500 hands uh, with her over a full 12 hours of play on various days. I think this is where things get real, and you truly start understanding Susie. So... I think the thresholds for knowing your opponents are 150 hands, which is a decent working knowledge, 
500 hands, this is where things get interesting, and 1,000 hands, where you really see what Susie's made of. The next stat is VPIP, or voluntarily put money in the pot. For a description of this, it's how often the player voluntarily put money in the pot, not counting the forced blinds, of course. And the formula for the stat is the number of times the player put money in the pot, and you take this number and you divide it by the number of hands minus the number of walks, because you don't count the times it's folded to them in the big blind and they just win the pot. And let's put this number in perspective. We'll look at three different VPIP percentages, 10%, 20%, and 30%. A 10% range means they voluntarily toss money in the pot, whether it's calling or raising, with 134 combos of hands. And that can look like any pocket pair, ace-jack or better, uh, ace-queen offsuit or better, queen-jack suited or better, and king-queen offsuit. It's a pretty tight range, and when they enter the pot, you know they're strong in general. And this range hits the flop 37.5% of the time. Now, a 20% range. This means they put money in the pot with 270 combos, like any pocket pair, every Broadway, um, suited connectors 5-4 suited and better, and maybe 10-8 suited or better. It's a lot wider, with tons of speculative hands, and this range hits the flop only 35% of the time. Now let's look at the widest range, the 30% range. Not the widest range possible, just the widest of the three we're looking at. This is super wide at 400 combos of hands. This is every pocket pair, every Broadway, lots of extra suited and offsuit aces, offsuit nines are better, you know, like king nine, suited connectors five, four suited are better, uh, suited gappers six, four suited are better, as well as all the suited eights are better, like queen eight suited. This range is pretty weak in total, and it hits the flop only 33% of the time. So how do we exploit this number in our opponents? The wider the range, the more likely they'll fold to three bets, and the more often they'll miss the flop. You can call in position versus the wider ranges and three bet them as well. You can play in position versus the tighter ranges, especially seeing as how they've got so many pairs that whiff a lot of flops. If you do a lot of range analysis off the felt, you can get a feel for how often each of these ranges hit various flops, and you can learn which board textures you can bluff them off of more easily. Let's of course go to something that is related to VPIP, PFR, or preflop raise. The description for this stat is the percentage of the time the player put in any raise preflop. 2-bet, 3-bet, 4-5-6-7-8-9-10 bet, whatever it might be. The formula for this is the number of times the player raised divided by the chances they had to raise. And let's put this in perspective here. You can think of the percentage here uh, just like the VPIP in that it equates to a range that they're making the raise with. Somebody who's raising only 2% of the time And you might see those. Those are like those lovely passive fish that we want to play with. At uh, at 2%, that's only queens are better and ace-king. It's super nitty. But if you contrast this with the lags who can be raising that wide 30% range we just went over, uh, those guys just love to raise and they love to get in there with a wide range of hands. So how do we exploit this number, this preflop raise number? Knowing their total PFR percentage, it is important, but it's even more useful seeing it by position. This is how we can really ex exploit the number. A player may raise preflop 20% of the time in total, but if their early position raises 12%, their middle position raises 20%, cutoffs at 25%, button is at 40%, and the blinds at 10% each, then you'll have an even better idea of how to exploit this opponent based on the position they raised. All right, stat number six today, we'll talk about the three bet. And 
as a description, it's the percentage of time that they made the 3-bet preflop. And a formula is the number of preflop 3-bets divided by the opportunities to 3-bet. And let's put this number in perspective here. The number itself is important as it corresponds to the range of hands they do it with, uh, just like we had just talked about in the prior example. But I want to talk about the two numbers you see in the HUD that make up this percentage. If you see a 20% 3-bet, that might seem like a lot. But if it's only one out of five instances, then this percentage isn't so reliable. They've only had five chances so far to make the 3-bet. On the other hand, a 10% 3-bet, it is much less than the 20%. But if it's 30 times out of 300 instances, then it's pretty darn reliable because they've had so many opportunities to do so. And how do we exploit this? The higher the number, the more often they bluff. And the bigger the sample, the more accurate the number is. Anything over 100 samples, it's very telling. And I would make plays based on this if I see somebody with over 100 samples in their 3-bet stat. And the higher the samples, the better. And when I'm talking about samples, I'm not talking about just the number of hands played. I'm not talking about 3-bet percentage if you've only seen 100 of their hands. I'm talking about 3-bet percentage if you've seen them have the opportunity to 3-bet 100 times or more. If the sample is between 50 and 100, it's pretty good. But below 50 is where you start to take your chances with uh, exploiting their 3-bet percentage. So shoot for something over 50 samples. And the final stat today, the C-bet. For a stat description for the C-bet, it's the percentage of the time that the last pre-flop raiser made the first bet on the flop if they had a chance to do so. If somebody donk leads into the C-better, that nullifies their chance to C-bet. And the formula for the stat is the number of times they C-bet divided by the number of opportunities to C-bet. So a C-bet of 30% means they C-bet the flop 3 out of every 10 opportunities that they had the chance to do so. Since most strangers hit the flop around 30-35% to 35% of the time, this is a pretty flop-honest person at 30%. And let's put this number in perspective. We went over a few ranges and the hit percentages of each range earlier, and here they are again. A 10% preflop range hits the flop 37.5% of the time. And remember, hitting is um, uh, top pair better and open in a straight draw better. A 20% range, a bit wider, double the 10%, but they hit at 35%, and the 30% range hits the flop only 33% of the time. And let's think about yourself or some of your opponents who c-bet 75% or more. This means you, or they, are c-betting as a bluff or a semi-bluff more than half the time. So how do we exploit this? By playing in position and raising your frequent c-betting opponents on boards that they don't often hit then you'll be able to take away a ton of flopped pots from them. But what if you're out of position? You can check-raise over their c-bets on a hard-to-hit board to take it away that way. Conversely, if your opponent only c-bets 30% of the time, it's an easy fold unless you've got some good equity or drawing equity, something worthy of staying in. Challenge! So we have a two-part challenge for you this week. Part number one is to watch that note-taking video and do the exact same thing with today's show notes page. I mean, you might have already been doing it before you even got to this challenge right now, right? The whole, the whole idea is that you're adding this episode's show notes to your poker journal so you could take it with you into the future to help you refresh your memory um, on all these statistical numbers and to take action with whatever you come up with as you're creating your own notes. Now, the second part of the challenge... 
I just broke down seven statistics for you, right? In every way. I gave you descriptions, formulas, example numbers. Uh, I put them into perspective. I gave you ways to exploit them or numbers. Now I want you to do the same for some additional really important statistics. I want you to do this kind of research and work on your own for raise first in, fold to steal, fold to three bet, fold to C bet, and aggression frequency. Now, I could give you all this information for this additional stuff, right? But the whole idea of, uh, you know, teaching somebody to fish, you're going to feed them for life. By doing this work for yourself, you're going to be so much better at utilizing the HUD stats to exploit them in game. So now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Alrighty, your learning is not complete until you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod351. You've got to watch that note-taking video and then take notes with everything in the show notes page, turn them into your own poker journal notes, and then start taking action on the things that you learn in this episode. We're halfway through 2021 and a lot of you are not PokerForge members yet. What are you waiting for? Go to thepokerforge.com right now. It's my one-of-a-kind poker training site where I combine strategy, action steps, quizzes, and play demonstrations like no other site does. There are nine masterclass courses with tons of additional items there for you. You have literally, if you join the Forge, you're going to literally have things to learn for the next two to three years guaranteed, assuming you know, you're taking your time and taking action with everything I teach you. So once again, thepokerforge.com. More information and sign up today. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.